Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hear Our Voices podcast. This is your host, Kay Did. Thank you for coming back to us and listening to the podcast. So, please follow us on social media on Twitter at Hear Our Voices. Everything will be down below. I feel like we have different variations depending on what platform we actually are on. We have a TikTok, we have an Instagram, we have a Facebook account. So if you want to you know, help your people out and listen to different things and also get job updates. There's a lot of job fairs happening and sometimes it's hard to find certain things. So we do share the information online so people could, you know, have a job. Sometimes it's hard to get certain things that you need without a job. Like, honestly, it's hard to get anything that you need <laughs> without a job. So um, we do give out job informations online and things like that. It's not hiring through us, per se, But it's usually hiring through other organizations that are having job fairs and things like that. So please come out and check out, um, check us out. See you next time. Bye. Um, If you could change a process in the voucher, if you could, I don't know who's listening. Different offices listen to this podcast. But if you can give an advice about what they should change about um, CityFeps and what things they they should take out or just put in or to kind of help because from what I stand that from what I seen the package like that's this big. It's like basically you know how you, if you <coughs> you sign a lot of paperwork for houses. It's like you're buying an apartment, but you can't keep it. That's what it's like, honestly, because there's so much paperwork you gotta sign. It's ridiculous. Honestly, they paid like seventeen grand for me to get into here because when on my um on my app for my public assistance case. I can see that they paying the sending the money over. Like today, I was looking like they just sent him, my landlord, a thousand five hundred and thirty three dollars. And I'm like, it says something about City Feps monthly. Hold on, wait, let me look back at it. I'm sorry, I want to be able to say the right thing. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, one second. Well, I know what you mean. And the um HRA, it's access access HRA. They usually have payments, mm-hmm. anything with they, because even like. They have like a little sector for CD Vaps, but um, they usually have the food stamps money. If they see it, if you have cash, cash assistance, it usually tells you each. Don't show it though, so people don't see that part. But you can tell us. No, about no, it. no. I just wanted to make sure that I knew the right name of it. Right. Um, I had took a screenshot of it because I wanted to have some notes and stuff, so I could be able to, you know, explain like the things that I be seeing and like, is it like really, uh, uh um, like, is it, is that for the month for the rent or? Is that partial of their rent? I'd be confused sometimes because, you know, it's a lot of payments going on. My payment, they payment. And I'm just like, <laughs> wanting to know well, like that. How much you, how long have you been in your apartment? I've been in my apartment since October. Um, It and makes four months on the eight. Well, it makes four months this month on the 18th. Have they been paying it regularly, to be honest? On time? Um, I, I haven't seen it being, I haven't seen like no payments going through to them. So that's why I was like, do they just post it once in a blue or is it being, it, or is it being sent? If it's through HRA, you will see all the payments that they do. Whatever's there, that's what they have done so far. So if you look guys, if you have the app and you're looking, I'm just trying to, you know, we ask questions because we don't know the answers for it, right? Uh-huh. But anything they make out, is supposed to be in the app. That's what they tell you. It's supposed to be in the app. If it's not there, it has not been paid out yet. Um, but if they pay that seventeen thousand, like you said, that may be also backup rent and then rent for ahead of time kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. depending on how your case, everybody's case is different, so I can't, you know, sugarcoat it for everybody. But that's how it is. And usually, like example, cash assistance pays out mm-hmm. twice a month, so you'll see 
two different ones on there. Yeah. Um, when you do uh I live in Niger. When I used to have it, I don't got it no more. It's kind of tight. I want some food stamp money, but it is what it is. And with the way yeah. that food is going up, I'm like, man. But um when you have food stamps, it only shows once because they pay you a lump sum for that month. When you have cash assistance and a shelter allowance, they pay it, they usually put it in two smaller payments and pay it, I want to say around the first or fifteenth of the month. Like if okay. you get a, a real paycheck. Um, but CFMs, I don't know if they're gonna pay this one time. It's kind of weird, but usually housing allowance is twice a month. Okay. But it might because it's a bigger, uh, maybe a bigger one to pay it, depending on how much your rent is. So if your rent is, if you need to say example, your rent is five thousand dollars, and you know for for a fact that like your push is five hundred of that five thousand, and if that money they're paying it adds up to that, the rest of that money, they'll be, oh my god, four four thousand five hundred, right? So if that if it's, if you only see a hundred a thousand out of that money, that means they had to still pay up the more for that month, and you know that's kind of how the math kind of goes with that. So if you see a thing, you're kind of confused, um, you know, calculate like that, and also from what I hear with city fabs, they're always they're just behind. It just I feel like they're behind until like, almost till you're about to resurface again. <laughs> they want to get it together. So, um, if you need help, go to another. It sounds crazy because home base right now. It's a lot. It's, oh my God, they yeah. are the worst. Don't get me started. But <laughs> I can say that the home base that I was at, it wasn't like how everybody else's home base was. Um, they did answer their phones. They did um communicate. The case managers communicated. They let me know everything from point A to point B. Um, I did have some problems with um somebody, some people in home base that I had to, you know call 311 on <laughs> but, as you, you know, should like i'll be telling y'all you know, one thing i encourage people to do like if you feel like somebody's trying to take advantage of you in this situation with the vouchers and stuff like that or you feel like somebody's being discriminated against you use the numbers and the sources some of the numbers that they give for city feps does not work right but you can find other ways 311, 611, 711, whatever one that y'all use, you know, to, to get your point across. Because, you know, in this this time of trying to find, you have people that's out here just taking people money, not letting them in the apartment, and you got kids, you got kids that needs to, you know, be in a place, and they just taking people money and not coming through for them. Cause I know that happened to a few people that they money got taken and they was not they wasn't even in a place, so that was like a, a scare for me too. Because I'm like, imagine I get caught like that and I pay my little partial money and everybody else pay theirs, and I don't get into there. I'm sorry. So you're fine. But I just you know try to you know try to be a point, be on point, look into the person. That's why I try not to do so much internet stuff like Zillow, rental assistance, turbo tenant and stuff like that. I try not to do so much of those because, you know, I can't tell if this person is real or fake. And then they get access for like personal information that you're not willing to share. Right. Like, dang, I need a place. So let me try to share it. And that's not what you want to do. Right. I think also we need to look at the red flags a little bit when we do these kind of things. We have to really um say is this reasonable i feel like now the prices are not reasonable but you know but beyond that can i see the apartment before in in, in corona we couldn't really go in but we, we want to see a picture we want to see a zoom call 
the picture of the site is not enough. I need to see something current of what's happening in this apartment. When you go in, when you first move into, I'm like, this is another thing. Take video and pictures of what you're doing. You might do a walkthrough, but take a video and picture of everything. Because when you leave, it might be a problem. Oh, this crack wasn't there, but no, this crack was there two years ago. I promise you. I have the video proof of it. And put it in a place that you know you can find it. Like, if you lose your phone, it still should be on Google somewhere saved, just in case you have to go to court. Um, people don't think of those things, you know. Um, and if it's if a month happening and all of a sudden you see mold, the mold didn't just come out of nowhere. They probably painted over that mold. You just didn't realize it until a month later and just try to see through the paint. It's these small, minute things that we take advantage. Like, we don't think about, no, look at everything. In public house, I'm really okay. Honestly, public house. I wish I, I, I would have did that, too. Because right. if I know that my neighbors upstairs banging, banging, play music and drag furniture across the floors, I would have never been here. Now, remind you, I got kids. I got kids myself, and they're very wow. But, you know, I try to keep them to a certain minimum, even though I don't live over nobody's head. I'm right. the bottom person. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if I knew that these neighbors made as much as noise that they made, I would never, <laughs> I would have never moved in here. And then they mind you, when they tell you not to take on a utility bill or a gas bill, please, people, listen to them. Listen to them. If they say everything is included, Make sure that everything is included. Right. Don't be fast and take on a light bill or a gas bill. Trust me, I made that mistake. I these made that mistake. Of, yeah, these are a lot of things I think honestly should be taught in school. Because we just out here in the world just getting got. <laughs> and it could have been stopped. We in, we in math class. I'm not saying we don't need algebra, but I never use algebra in real life. I would love had to know how to take care of a home. like And not just like, oh, cleaning your home and cooking. No, how to put on light bill. Um, how to make sure if I have a voucher, do I put this, the, some vouchers included, some vouchers don't include it with the light bill. These are things that people should just honestly know, but how can you know unless you're being taught, unless your parents are teaching you. But sometimes my parents don't get the time to teach you because they have all these other things. And it's like, all of a sudden, man, now I'm in my apartment, no light, no water. I'm like, hey, this is a problem right here. So I feel like it's a lot of different things. Um, With the landlords, make sure you, you know, a little bit about them, as she said. Um, maybe, honestly, sometimes if you can Google a certain name and see if they are come up as, you know, scammer name. Because people sometimes use it when they scamming. Sometimes they're not that smart to change their name all the time. So you want to look at these persons and know what's, what the people are about. And um, what's so crazy is that I never um, met my landlord. I don't know what he looked like. I don't know anything. I don't have a direct account to put my money in to pay him. I have to mail it out every month. Um, I wrote a letter like in the back of my money order, like folded up in the money order. Like, please, can somebody contact me? I need to speak to you. I have not spoken to a landlord. I'm dealing with a super and a plumber. I'm dealing you with a super receipts? and a plumber to a point that I'm about to start holding my rent because there's things that's in this apartment that needs to be done right. and nobody is coming forward to do it. Now, as long as I got all these rent checks stacked up, there's right. nothing y'all can do to me. Right. There's nothing you can do to me. That's and a good thing too. People do that also, which it works for a lot of people, to be honest. Another thing is when you have a situation, I tell people, first of all, you shouldn't be paying no rent and money. That's what I personally believe. But sometimes you got to do things under the table. Especially if you're undocumented, you might not have a bank account, so you have to do certain things. But do money orders, because when you do the money order, you get a little tear-off thingy, and you can uh -huh. keep that. Your, and if you don't want to keep it in your apartment in case they break in, because people crazy. You can put it somewhere else where you think it's safe, or even get like a little storage, something you can pay for. I know it sounds crazy, but 
you just never know or hide it somewhere in your house not in the bag because people tend to hide things every time there so I, I, I definitely know and every yeah. piece of one I took pictures of I got them yeah. all saved up like as in a jewelry box like it's jewelry it's right. not jewelry it's all my jewelry that I done paid <laughs> off to y'all <laughs> always try to get rid of, like somebody was we did a um podcast i want to say two mm-hmm. years ago with Alyssa, and she said if you know you get money get a receipt in the other hand and it's true i make sure i have that's why i don't like to pay in cash i like to pay everything with my card if i can because it's documented on trip. my stuff god forbid my place burned down i would never want to wish out anybody on myself but god forbid mm-hmm. that happened at least got chase telling me girl you pay your rent on this day you pay on that i pay night to work my, my, my checking account every month i don't play I know for a fact what I paid. You can't say nothing got lost in the mail. You can't say, no, because you got it. It's electronic. But it's not every time you have that option to do that. So if you're paying on, people pay on Zelle. People pay on um, Cash App, which I call it the scamming app. People pay, pay on Venmo. Do it electronically if you can. But if not, you need to have a paper receipt in your hand. And we yeah, have a paper receipt. That's why I always feel it, like a picture. Take a picture. Because people are just so scammed. Like, she didn't pay me the rent. And you don't have, and when you go to, to the judge, the judges, no matter how many they want to believe you, and probably even the person has a um, if this person has been in court before, they could see that person been in court for the situation. But if you're the first mm-hmm. time they're going to court, they don't have nothing to they don't know who to believe. So they don't know you, they don't know the other person. They're gonna take somebody's word for it, and it's like people would think right in the right, right in the right mind would a landlord come to court and say they're not getting paid and they get paid. So people just they just it's horrible people. So make yeah. sure have a paper trail make sure you have another witness there have that witness not for their side for your side so you can say oh every month this person got this their stuff you just and don't I, know and remind you i asked the super the super said oh i could put his money directly in his account and in my head i'm like okay so why can't i get those account numbers to direct my right. own money in there he like oh you could give it to me and i could send it off to him give you my rent give to me give you my rent I'm not giving you my rent. You're going to give me the account numbers and I can go put it in there. Exactly. I'm, I can't take no money out of his account. All I do is have the account numbers and be like, can you deposit this in here? That's exactly. it. Why everything it seems so hard for me. So when they do start with that, oh, they never got their rent. Well, um, I never got any information to just direct deposit it to you because I'm over here mailing it out. Mail runs slow in December. It's about to start running slow again because it's tax time, packages and right. stuff is coming through. I don't know what else to tell you. You have to wait. And also, wait. if you can, email and text messages because in court, those are still good because it's written proof. Good word yeah, of mouth is it's cute. Messages in my son's phone from there. Yeah, you and have I have the messages in my phone. Yes. And These I asked him, like, I was like, do you? Continue. I was like, do you have like any direct deposit to him? He was like, I have the direct deposit. So if you have the direct deposit, tell me what bank to go to. Give me the account number so I can deposit my money in there every month. And I don't have to feel like, oh, it's going to get lost in the mail. Oh, he never got this one. Oh, I'm just waiting to see like a, a rent receipt or something on what I owe or if I owe anything. Because I don't owe nothing. I paid y'all every month I've been here. Exactly. So I have a question. But you didn't go to shelter like some of the other people that, you know, but stuff could still affect affect your kids. Do you think the situation you go you went through affected kids at all? Or you think it just kind of they run with the punches? Because honestly, kids are very resilient. Um, we don't get as credit, but they still go through things, they still have feelings, they're still people like everybody else. Um, do you think they affect does anything affected them from what you had um, in my nine-year-old? Things affected him. Like he wanted his own place, he wanted to be in his own apartment so bad. 
that it um it really took a toll on him that it took a toll on me like okay now I have to be up finding this place every right. morning I would cut out my morning after I dropped him off to school for like at least two hours to research call numbers to look for stuff to go on apartment hunting anything so that it, it did affect my oldest my youngest he didn't really know much about it but he was grateful to have a place because for Thanksgiving his teacher asked him what he was grateful for and he wrote it like I'm grateful to have my own room which he don't have his own room he shared with his brother and he don't get out of my bed he sleep in my bed every day <laughs> I, I know how you feel I know how you feel <laughs> I don't know how you enjoy your room I don't, know, I don't own my own TV I don't own nothing in my room everything is shared with him I can't watch TV nothing he snatched my remote and start acting crazy like that's mine I was watching it <laughs> It's it's my it's my serenity because they're here in their own place. I'm in my own place. Nobody can tell me what to do. Um, I don't have to take judgmental opinions from people. And don't get me wrong. Listen, don't get me wrong. Family, when you need some help, they can help you to an extent. But when you're in their space, it's a different story. So I, you know. I can never go back homeless after. Let me never say never. I can't ever go back homeless because why? I didn't already got a touch and a taste of what it's like to have your own. And I don't see myself nowhere else but in my own. Right. It's definitely true. It's, it's nothing like having your own place and have your own space. You don't got to be walking mm-hmm. on eggshells. You got to share those bathroom with somebody else because everybody don't do the same thing like you do. Like, it's just... Having your own is own is just it's something special. Like it's a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing it to put your key in your own um, yes. door, walk over that threshold. Like everything in this place belongs to me. I am right. the head of the household, and it felt good for me to say that because I've been trying to get an apartment for like nine years. I took my whole twenties on dedicating to get an apartment, and finally, the year when I'm thirty, I actually have peace. To be like, I have a place. It wasn't easy. Trust me, it was not easy. I went through bumps, struggles, road, roadblocks, everything. Um, to, for me to get this apartment, and now that I have it, I don't see myself losing it because it's everything that me and my kids ever wanted. So now I'm just like, okay, right now I'm just looking for the better. Maybe I can get something better than this. Only right. thing I'm looking from here is to move on up to be somewhere better. That's all. It's definitely true. And it's like, you said it's nine years. That's nine years only with family then, I assume. Um, I spent I spent three years with my, well, I lived with my sister because our mother had passed away and she left us the apartment. You know, mm-hmm. once, you know, you get over things and you get older, Things don't seem the same to you anymore. Right. So you grow up from it. I was already pregnant with my second son. Um, I was like, you know, I'm in a room with my other son. And my son's father had a whole house. Right. Like he had a whole house. It was a family house. Like family live on the second floor, the third floor. But we was on the first floor. So I felt like, okay, now I'm not saying that this is this is where I'm going to live at for, for permanent. It's, it gives me a start on feeling like this is my own 
Right. And then, you know, as long as, you know, things start to get worse and rough and stuff like that, then you have to go through other changes. Like, okay, now I have to find me a place. Now I have to hurry up and get the place. You know, things like that had happened. And I'm not saying it was the worst experience, but I say that it should never took me nine years of my 20s. 29. <laughs> I'm 29 today. I will be 30 Happy March birthday. 23rd. No. I'll be 30 March 23rd. That's my oh, birthday. Happy, but, happy upcoming birthday. Yes. Yes. And it's just like, you know, it took me a long time. And I'm like, I should, nobody should never, ever have to search and spend nine years on trying to get a place. Not saying I had a voucher at that time, but before I had the voucher, or before I knew about a voucher, I was looking on my own. Right. Like we were saying, housing connect. Nothing I like. Nothing. Never get picked, never get called. You must make like the you must make a certain amount of money to get called on there. And I was just like, let me just get this voucher and see if it can help me out some more. And it did help me a little. It helped me. It helped me a lot because I'm in my own place now. Right. A struggle with it. It's a lot of stuff that you have to do. You have to be aware of. You have to know. You have to be educated on, so you don't get played. Because New York City will humble you for real. <laughs> it yeah. will definitely <laughs> New York City will humble you. If you could make it here, you could like they say you could make it anywhere. Yes, but it's a you making it, you will be humbled. <laughs> and that mix of making it, you will humble yourself. Like, listen, I'm good on this. <laughs> I'm right. fine. I'm right where I'm at right now. I'm content. I'm good. Exactly. It is so true. Living here is a different, like I would never want to move anywhere else people are like they want to move out of here i'm like mm -mm. it is nothing like new york city it's always something happening granted and i live in as i said earlier i live in a good amount of the boroughs which is only five so i live out four to five of them and it's nothing like new york and nothing like brooklyn to be honest to me and i lived in queens 20 something years so i could definitely i think compare because i only live here for a couple of years i think six years i lived in brooklyn so um i live in this particular apartment it's about to be five years now so but yeah, it's, it's 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 a lot, and as she said, it took her a long time, and it shouldn't have took her that long. But people go, people. She learned a lot in that process. She knows mm -hmm. what to teach her kids, and that's, I think that's a lot of things we don't think about. Like we go through this journey to honestly help other people. It's not it's not all about always self self self. It's to help. She's teaching you right now what she went through. So hopefully you don't have to take nine years to do it. It might not take you nine years. It might take you about eight years. But at least the numbers getting counted down. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like she could help herself. She could help you. She could help her kids. And what to teach them. Because like, obviously, next 10 years, things are going to be different. She um have her sons and things like that. She could have her baby. Things are going to change, but she's going to understand how to, what, what should I know to tell my kids to do? What can help them out? Should they start with City Febs first? Maybe, maybe by then they have a different thing for them. They could come out of her house and she could have a her two bedroom if she's I don't know if she's still gonna be there. I doubt it. But you know, she could help her kids get on a better feet. And like example, if you don't know, my family's Jamaican. So I'm first generation, um, I guess US American. And I guess that's what I am. And my mother doesn't know that much about the country. She mm -hmm. came here, she worked up, she worked in the school, she's a cafeteria lady. She first she started in I wanna say Miami, things like that. Like she doesn't know anything, even about college. I'm the first one to go to university, in my, and I'm not even using my degree, but I was the first one going to university. So it was like, I learned enough things. Um, my mother only knew a, lot of, a little bit of stuff. I kind of helped my, her, my brother too, we seven years apart. And 
I learn things to help my brother as much as I can from what I know because we're only seven years, I'm like we're 20 years apart, but I'm only seven years apart. And I'm helping my kids when they get older, what to do. What should I think I, I didn't learn as a child that I want to know now? What should kind of things like that? So I think we just don't learn, go through experiences, even though it's hard, just for ourselves. It's to help somebody else out there and help hopefully make our community better. You know what I'm saying? Um, not only just the black community, just the world in general. That's how I feel. It's not like I'm working for this one person. I'm working for everybody who wants to hear and listen and get better in themselves. That's how I think about things in life. Um, a lot of people I feel, especially nowadays, it's all about color this, color that. To me, I didn't grow up like in that world and that mindset and my people, I feel like, honestly, don't think about it like that most times. So I feel like that's how, how I grew up. But I grew up about just helping people in general. Um, we all believe the same. We all have different experiences and we just help each other to be better people. But yes, that's how I see I just wonder, like, when I do get a transfer, like, how is it going to be? Like, how is it going to be? Or how is it going to be to add another kid on? Or how, like, what's the process that I'm going to have to go through to get a transfer? So I have to do all of this stuff over again. Kind and that scares me. It scares <laughs> me. Adding a kid is the easy part. <laughs> to transfer is the hard part for what I hear. Yeah, but what I can say is that I'll be in my own place while I'm waiting for a transfer. That's definitely true. Walking up with nobody or I won't be in nobody else's place. I will be in my own space until I get a transfer, approved for a transfer, and I can start searching. But other than that, it's scary to me to be like, okay, now you're going to have to get a transfer. You're going to have to get another baby added on. It's going to be a lot. Like, how would you think you're going to go through this time? And I'm like, please, (laughs) I'm not ready for it yet. I think adding the baby is going to be honestly the easiest part. The transfer, I think, is going to be the hard part. Um, I just feel like in general, HRA, to add a child is easier. As long as you have a birth certificate and a social, you're pretty much good. And it's in there, and then you could get an updated letter or whatever. Um, but I think adding a baby would be easy. Everything else, I think, would be harder. And but, I wouldn't know how it would go about because I have two boys, and I'm having, I'm pregnant with a little girl. So maybe when that little girl get a certain of age, then that's when they'll really take matters seriously. Like, okay, you can't, baby can't share no room with no boys. So how is it about, like, you get a transfer or anything like that? But if I'm adding another kid on and it's a girl, they have no choice but to seek me out for a transfer because where is she sleeping? She could share a room with me, of course, but what about having a three-bedroom because I have an older son who's nine years old who don't want to be sharing a room with a four-year-old. So... And a four-year-old not gonna want to share no room with a baby. So <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> I definitely I get it. It I don't think it'll be that bad. To find the I think the hardest part, honestly, out of all of it is transferring and finding the apartment. People are actually gonna take the voucher. That's the I think the hard part. But I wish you best with it, like honestly. Do you do any other advocacy work out there that like like Podcast, well, probably not podcast. Not everybody does podcast, but like talking about your experience and just like helping the community. Um, like that's that. that's that's what I'm a part of now. I'm a part of a housing task force, and um, I didn't know that. I, I'm learning about like to speak to higher people. That's like controlling the businesses and stuff like that, or speaking to lots of landlords and stuff like that, or getting into um. Being, being an advocate for um, city FEPs and newcomers and what the voucher could change and what could we change about the voucher or what apartments could we be able to get 
and not just standards apartments or not being in a category of different people because we're not making the same as them or right. we're not the same as them or we're not from that neighborhood because you know community you have to some people want you to live in a community so you can get the community rights and you can move to any building that's in the community. Um, you know, that that's what I'm trying to help people on. So I'm a part of a housing task force. Mieta, Mieta? Meta, yeah. Yeah. I know you mean. <laughs> She's um a huge, a huge support to the housing, the newcomers for city FEPs and stuff like that. She's another, if, if I wish I would have knew her at the time of me searching, but due to the fact that I know her now, yeah, I don't think that I would have a lot of problems on trying to get a transfer or anything like that. But I'm working with a couple of people to, you know, like fix the city FEPS problems that we have going on before anybody else decides to do the voucher and stuff like that, we can maybe help fix some things about the voucher before they have to deal with the struggles that we went through right that's pretty cool that how did you did it come up to you like by accident or did you go out seeking or did people seek you how did people find you to even do this work because they found me because it honestly wasn't youtube but how did they find you to get you into this work it kind of fell on my lap <laughs> okay it fell on my lap too i'm not even gonna lie it fell on my lap <laughs> I was just thinking about a $500 Talkie gift card. That's all I was thinking about, but it wasn't that. <laughs> That's a good amount. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I had asked, like, um, there's, like, any, because um, everybody, like, I was in this group on Facebook, and everybody who got the apartment and did everything successfully, they had got either a $500 gift card or they joined a part of a group that was going to pay them in the ending of the group to, you know, um, list the experiences and list what they went through or any type of struggles they had during the process of them getting the apartment. Got so it. I felt like they was talking directly to me, like, okay, <laughs> you want me to right. tell you what happened? I'm definitely going to tell y'all what happened. But, exactly. you know, I, I felt like um, my case manager, who I had as a case manager for home base, she had sent me a link I'm just waking up, getting my kids to school. So I click on a link and I'm reading it and I'm reading it. And then um, in about a week, I had a meeting with Mieta and she was telling me, she explained it to me and she would say that we would speak to landlords in the buildings and stuff like that. And I was just like, dang, this is my transfer, right? <laughs> this is going to be my transfer, right? <laughs> but um, it's, 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 it's good. Like um, it wasn't a bad experience to um it's not a bad experience to help somebody else so they don't experience the same things that you went through you know it's all about helping and telling people what don't go what not to go through so you can be you know good so somebody don't have to go through what i went through or the sleepless nights that i went through because i'm trying to you know make sure that all my ducks are in a row or I have everything in order when I go see this apartment, or making sure I don't say the wrong thing when I go on this interview to look at an apartment, you know, because mm -hmm. some landlords are biased. And I'm not even going to lie, some landlords are biased. Some of them are racist. Some of them don't want you to have this apartment because maybe your skin color is black or maybe you're Asian, maybe you're white, maybe whatever you are, right. they have preferences that they want inside their home. That's true. It's definitely true. But that sounds so cool. Like, oh my gosh. 
I didn't, I feel like I knew about a task force like that, task force like that, but I wasn't, I didn't really hear the in depth of what's, you know, happening. But that is pretty cool. That you have, like, it seemed like you have fun in it and, like, it kind of in the world that you, it, it's for you. It fits what you are doing and what you have actually went through. So it makes sense. It makes sense. That sounds pretty yeah. cool. You know, just as long as you could give your experience to somebody so they don't have to go through the same thing. Because, you know, it's not, it's probably somebody who's not as strong as me out here. And it's melting down every day or feeling like they never find nothing. Or you have some people that has like mental health issues who can't stand to, you know, communicate and do all of this stuff that they're doing with the landlords and stuff like that. Or they probably can't talk a direct talk with somebody without, you know, getting frustrated or showing a bad side or anything like that. So, you know, you want to give somebody help. Like, okay, this voucher, it will aggravate you, but you have to know what to do with it. <laughs> right. You have to know what to do with it. You have to know your sources and everything, like who you could talk to or anything like that. And now knowing Mieda, I felt like she's a good she's a good asset to City Feps. And she's not a part of City Feps. She don't work for City Feps at all. She just, you know, a task force of housing. She's just more like help you with housing to speak to lawyers and stuff like that. So that's why I feel like she's a good asset yeah. to yeah. helping that anybody. That sounds good. So, so do you have any last words you would like to tell people about your experience or what it should do? And if you could change something, what would it be in your experience? Or would you keep everything just the same? I would say for me to have more patience. I would say for me to have more patience and to, to know what I know now, to know what I know now and not, you know, get messed up in any other situations that don't have anything to do with city feps, you know? So if I knew what I knew now or what I knew then, I would, you know, change that about what I went through. I would say have more patience. I would say listen. I would say observe. Take notes, take pictures, take everything. Like be 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 aware of things and make sure that it's something that you want. Just don't take it because you want just want to get out. Right. So that's true. I like it. So guys, we have come to the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. I hope you can take have some takeaways. You might not take everything away because everybody experience is definitely different. But I hope you're able to take things that can help you or somebody else or somebody in your family. You, just, you never know the information you take in when it can help you. Because you'll be like, oh, oh, shoot, two years ago. I remember. Let me go back to this podcast and listen and really get the information in. Granted, things might change in two years because just who would have thought Corona would have came for us in 2020? We thought that was going to be the bomb year, but it wasn't the greatest. But it could have been worse, honestly. You, you, it's crazy This time. was my first podcast ever being on. Like, I've never been on a podcast before. This was the first podcast I've ever been on. Like, ever been Thank on. you for being our guest, though. It's going to be, you're going to be the first guest of the year for 2020. So we are happy to have you. Probably going to be in two different parts. But guys, before we wrap up, I just thank you guys for coming and thank you for listening. Whatever platform you're listening on, thank you for coming. Share us out. Share us out on social media, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Um, if you have any questions that you want me to answer, please DM us and we could we're probably gonna do a full video of it or a TikTok of it, depending on how in-depth the question is gonna be. 
and check us out. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.